1: fearscape media network exploring the unknown
0: one podcast at a time hello dear friends i'm your head mr lord Stefan gearhart and i am your co-mister the man with no name lance wayne and together we are the misters of of the, 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 the. Ugh, let's try it again the, the Misters Mister- of the Dark! Lance! The Misters of the Dark! Oh, shut up! Ugh, whatever. Join us wherever you stream your favorite podcasts or go to MistersOfTheDark.com where we'll be discussing all things horror from films and books to everything in-betweensies. We also have the occasional victim. <laughs> I mean, guest. ha, <laughs> ha only on the fearscape media network (laughs) 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 shut up lance i always get the last laugh (laughs) hi friends This is Kelly with Wishful Drinking and Binge Thinking, the podcast where I get just absolutely hammered and I dole out psychological advice. That's right, I am going to be more drunk than that girl you met in the bar bathroom after your karaoke set who said, you have such good stage presence, oh my god. That's right, zero preparation, multiple drinks countless profound gems. Tune in the last Monday of every month on Fearscape Media Network.
1: Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up, or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show.
0: The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that
1: explores the legend and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented
0: in an entertainment fashion, and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fearscape, your home for all things spooky, scary, paranormal, and just plain weird here on 100.9 FM WCHQ, as well as the Destination Nation Network. My name is Stefan, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Josh. What up? What up? He's keeping it simple. That's right. Uh, we have a fun episode today, well, the last two, so two ago, we got to know you. And Last week, we got to know Steven, oh, yeah. and his. he's already been hitting me up from people that listen to the episode of his friends and family that have sent us in stories, and awesome. lordy but gordy, do we got some stuff uh, down the road, uh, but yeah, uh, this week's going to be cool, man. We're talking about something, so my family lives out in Phoenix, and we're going to be talking about the Phoenix Lights. Now, granted, they weren't out there then, but my brother and my sister both and their families live in Phoenix. Uh, the Phoenix Lights happened in 1997. We're going to get into that. A very cool um, aeronautical event. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <coughs> I don't yeah. know how to put it. Um, but yeah, but I, yeah. I, I'm I'm constantly trying to find a term that fits alien stuff like paranormal fits ghost stuff. Even though I know I guess paranormal fits alien stuff, yeah. but when I say it, you don't think aliens immediately. You, you think, think ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. Right? So it's like, is there like a well, an extraterrestrial event, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. It,
1: there's so much wrapped up around aliens, too, that like, for some people, you just say, alien, like, oh, it's, you know, this guy's a crackpot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or,
0: oh, you talking about Mexican and Canadians? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. Some very cool lights in the sky. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I have got a... We got a very interesting piece of spooky news. Okay. So be ready, y'all. Be ready. Alright, I, I I will pre-warn you again, be ready. Because you need to be ready. Because what I have here is that aliens are to invade Earth between it was set between 2017 and 2020. So we've got only a few months left that this is supposed to happen. Um, so, and this is according to the book of revelations and Nostradamus. So according to those books, and this is off of uh, a very, uh, uh, website called news. Uh, hold on. That's weird. News intact. Um, is, is what it, what it is. Um, and so. Dot com. Uh, So anyways, yeah, according to the Book of Revelations and Nostradamus, Earth is about to be attacked by aliens in the near future. A YouTube video presumably managed to decipher the predictions and the prophecies conveyed by Nostradamus and the Book of Revelations. The video comes up with a strong theory that both of them were right in their predictions. According to psychic T. Chase, owner of the channel Revelation13.net, these events are unfolding. The channel also claimed that Russian President Vladimir Putin is doing his best to start World War III. So according to this guy, this is going to take place between the years of 2017 and 2020. So this news article just got hip to this YouTube video. Aliens will come to our planet led by the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. Jesus and his army will manage to defeat Putin and then they will go on and defeat the entire globe chase also claims that the aliens will modify once again our dna in order to make us more peaceful and so everyone will live happily even though it sounds scary it's also what he has many times said is that what the world needs now is an alien invasion so if you want to look that up type in alien ufo invasion in 2019 and t chase you should be able to find the video
1: (laughs) interesting
0: Interesting. Yeah. He has not he has not stepped back on his claim, even though he's running out of time.
1: So, I'm um, curious how many views the video has received. Or... I can tell you. Give me
0: a second. I'll pull it up.
1: <laughs> so that's it's just very interesting how many people have uh, have tuned in, and, and I wonder how many people have tuned in since the article was written.
0: You know. All right, one hundred and eighteen thousand views. Um, but on lights. there. Yeah, T-Ch- T. T. Dot Chase is T. his name. T. mm Chase. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, there are a good amount of accounts on here, and you know, people are saying this looks exactly like a dream I once had, and yeah. Oh, yeah. all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I mean, maybe this is one of the space forces coming in. Maybe it is. <laughs> um, who knows? Got to defeat them, alien. <laughs> yeah. Well, not the the aliens are on our side. Right. Yeah, they're coming down to with Jesus to take out with, Putin yeah. with Jesus right? with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, good, so I told good, you, be yeah. be ready. Good stuff. Be good ready. Stuff. So dig out your uh, dig out your pits and put in your safe. What are those things called? Um, Bunkers. Yeah, put in your bunker. <laughs> get your canned goods and your Twinkies and get ready. And Jesus will let you know by knocking three times <laughs> for the Trinity <laughs> and let you know that it's safe to come out. So if
1: we hear three rounds of thunder, that's we should just know that. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's it's good to come okay. out. You're okay. Yeah. You're okay. Uh, but, yeah, so that's this week's spooky news. Ooh, I told you it was a doozy. I told
1: yeah, you it was a doozy. There's some crazy stuff out there, but, you know, it's all crazy until it happens. Yeah, until it happens.
0: Right. Yeah, precisely. You know, Christ comes down in a motorcycle with a bandana. He's got all these right. aliens. I mean, we're like, be. well, I'll be. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, had an interesting week. Had some creepy ketchup myself. Uh, yeah. You told me you got a little bit. So yeah, yeah, let's let's go into uh, get into a little creepy ketchup before we get into our main topic. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Y'all, it's creepy. Oh yeah, creepy ketchup. Oh yeah. Me. So, Daddy had himself another night hag. thought you were, like, on a good stretch there. I thought I was, too. Um, And it's interesting, like, I have been, my anxiety has kicked back in since then. It did not precursor it. So, people going, oh, well, it's your anxiety. No, this gave me the anxiety. Did you you eat Taco Bell? No, I actually haven't had Taco Bell in quite some time. Um, Just because it's not, like easily available (laughs) Um, nothing against Taco Bell yeah nothing (laughs) I just don't go down that road as much Um, and I mean the physical road (laughs) that's there that leads to Taco Bell Um, no so you know the other night I was just laying in bed and, well I, I sleep on the couch a lot because I fall asleep to, to the TV my wife doesn't like noise and so I, I'm usually too lazy to literally walk around the corner where the bedroom is <laughs> which is <laughs> it's not like it's upstairs people it's literally 15 steps away but I'm, I get too tired to get up and I fall asleep on the couch a lot with my TARDIS blanket and uh, that's, I, that's a place I can end up sleeping on my back because the dog jumps up there and there's no room and so I gotta move and maneuver well and I was on my back. I'm always on my back. And uh I wake up and I just feel like hot breath against my face and I'm like, "What?" And so I'm thinking it's the dog, kind but yeah. But I look, he doesn't sleep up there. He sleeps with down at my feet. And so I, I can't move of course. So I lower my eyes and I look down and I can see him down at my feet. And I kind of do, <laughs> do this like swipe to the right of like, Oh God, what is it? And I can only see a piece of it, but it's just this one eyeball staring at, oh, back at me in this like black form. And I can just feel and hear the breath against my face. And it's like, molten lava hot it's just so hot and i just i can't move and i'm like oh god and then my eyes lock eye with this thing you know and i'm just freaking out and i just turn and look at the dog and i'm like no like i'm trying so hard (laughs) to get my dog up who probably would have just ran you know, and as always, just ah, the only thing you can do is is just try to move or try to fall back yeah. asleep. And so I tried to move. I took everything in me, and I like got my foot to kick, and it kind of woke up the rest of my body. Nothing there, mm-hmm. nothing there. So like that really stressed me out because I'm like, were you whispering something in my ear? Like, yeah, you know, was was that what was it's happening?
1: The, this whole the whole night hack thing just is very intriguing to me. I mean, mm-hmm. just they like. Do they live in the space in between awake and sleep? Right, yeah. And so when you're, that's, that's kind of where you are. You're like in the space in between awake and sleep, and so that's where they live.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's a, there's a new series on um, Netflix. I don't remember what the name of it is. I apologize. I only watched the first two episodes. Um, but it's like how our brains work or how we live. or It has to do with the mind because the first one was about dreams. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get into Night Hag, but it did just talk about dreams in general, scientifically speaking. Yeah. Uh, and it was really, really interesting to learn about, you know, people that, what happens to the brain when people can lucid dream and how that changes how the frontal lobe gets activated and just different stuff like that. And that really intrigued me was really interesting the second episode was on anxiety so i was like oh well those oh, two fit yeah. perfect for me uh, but yeah it was really good whatever it is it just came out so it's on like the main menu yeah. um, i highly re- recommend checking it, it out yeah. Yeah. so yeah that was my uh spooky ookie, uh <laughs> creepy ketchup for the week so what what yeah. what say you yeah. mr rootledge
1: so in our um in my first i guess introductory uh, episode i uh, gave some details about um you know some experiences that i've had and I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was like, "Oh, I listen to your show." And you know, you got a couple of, your, couple of your facts wrong. So she gave <laughs> me she she gave me a, a history lesson. So my uh, my my great great uncle Andy that, that lived mm-hmm. in the in the farmhouse. So it turns out I was wrong. It wasn't just him that came back, um, and all of his family that died out west. He actually had a brother and another another. Family member, I don't remember which one. I don't want to say the wrong name, so I don't want to get a lecture again. <laughs> but um, but uh, he, he and his brother were actually captured by Native Americans and lived oh, with Native Americans. So,
0: well, that was the question yeah. we were asking,
1: right? So for two years, and then they were rescued and brought back to Kentucky. And so that's probably a lot of where <clears throat> she even said that, like he would chant later when he became bedridden. He would just sit in his bed and just chant and stuff. And so. He, where he um, so the story that I gave about the rocking chair rocking when we mm-hmm. came home from the hospital, it was in the room he died in. Interesting. So um, yeah, just just some additional detail to kind of, you know, go with the stories that I gave.
0: Oh, so, I love that I love your mom. I'm glad she did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, crazy. And just so weird how last week was Steven's yeah. story, how he had that story of just finding himself chanting yeah. like it, it's crazy, yeah, but yeah, two, boy, I would have loved to have interviewed him to see what happened during those two oh, years. Man, it would have been just crazy. You know, it's like, were you put into slavery? Did you just get accepted as part? part like of the tribe, bro, you Were you know, yeah. in prison? Like, oh, my God, so many questions for a dead man. <laughs>
1: yeah, I bet you it would have been a very interesting story. So, wow. yeah, so that's, that's my one piece. another the piece of, uh, of creepy catch-up is, um, so, like, a few weeks ago, my, my father-in-law came to visit. Uh, we, he and I were standing out in my driveway looking up, because where I live at you can see just all mm-hmm. kinds of stars. And so we were looking up at the stars, and um, we both saw, like, what I could best describe as stars moving around in a very small spark part of the uh, of the night sky. And at first I was like, well, maybe it's the International Space Station, right. but it wasn't moving the way the International Space Station moves. You know, It, it tracks from, like, east to west across the sky this was just kind of like sporadic all over the place like well maybe it's a meteor shower but again because of the of the, sometimes they would be going from north to south and sometimes they'd be going from south to north and sometimes east to west and also um, they never uh, they were pretty much concentrated in this like one area of the night sky that I was looking at And so you know I started thinking about like you know when you see the international space station fly over you see it from Earth, because, and it looks like a star moving through mm-hmm. the sky. But think about it, that thing is a massive structure in space. Yeah, it has to be. And you're seeing like a pinprick <laughs> of light moving across the sky. So now now take that and apply it to the lights that I am saw, you know, we saw moving around the sky. Those things must have been huge for us to see them uh, that far up, and they were moving like within seconds. And they were like, they would be bright, and then they would just kind of like disappear. And, um, the best thing that I can equate it to, because I just watched the movie, but the movie Star Trek: First Contact. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, you know, um, Zeppelin Cochran standing on Earth, and he like looks up and he sees the Enterprise go into the you know go into warp or whatever. Right. That's what it looked like. It looked like they were like just going
0: to FTL or something. It's oh, crazy, and it's it can't be lightning bugs because lightning bugs don't hold their charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this
1: is like I mean it it was it was too high up for any. Airplane that I know of that can get that high up, um, you know, it could be obviously some government, sure that we don't know about yet, right? Right. I mean the 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 whole uh, uh, stealth plane back in the seventies, the Blackhawk,
0: Blackhawk, uh, stealth bomber, no the other, one. oh the other one, it's like you... a yeah, streamlined, mm-hmm. but anyways, you know, we
1: it you used to do all those maneuvers and stuff, and nobody knew about it until it's a lot later. So you know, it's very possible, but it just was very neat. <clears throat> now fast forward to a couple days ago NASA announces that the Hubble Telescope has identified that there's an Earth-like planet in the habitable zone of a star that's 124 light years away it's part of the Leo constellation well I remember that night when all this was happening I pulled up an app on my phone called Sky Safari to see what like what stars Mm -hmm. were up there the star that was in the vicinity was Regulus which is a part of the Leo constellation (laughs) So it's just all kind of really interesting.
0: There. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows? who knows? I just think back to Howard the Duck, and that it's coming. You know, we got that beam coming, and the monsters are coming. <laughs> They're coming because it's almost 2020 twenty twenty, right. and the aliens are coming, yeah. and you sink
1: them. Now, is it twenty twenty by our calendar or the Mayan calendar? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. That's a good question too. Does the Mayan calendar.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too little, too late. <laughs> too little, too late. Uh All right, let's get out of creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Y'all, it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh let's move right in. We're going to be talking about the Phoenix lights. Uh looks like we've got some information from one of our favorite websites, MUFON. Yeah. Um which I absolutely adore. Yeah, um uh, but yeah, let's what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, so um yeah,
0: first of all, MUFON this this whole
1: article that I found was just so much detail. Um so, you know, I I'm not going to sit here and read everybody this uh, this 18-page article, but uh do want to kind of highlight some of the key things. So, Phoenix Lights took place on, uh, in March 13, 1997, over a course of three hours and 300 miles. Now, I have to ask you, Stephen, you know, because as I'm sure you've read through the research that I've done, building up to this episode, but think about before that. What What did you know of the Phoenix Lights before that?
0: Uh, before that there, I know a movie came out a couple of years ago and of course I'm always looking up stuff and, um, uh, there was a show on uh, history channel, the UFO hunters or, oh, or whatever yeah, they are. Yeah. They covered it on an episode. Yeah. So that's, that's essentially what I knew.
1: So, I mean, I knew that I had, I had heard of this, this thing called the Phoenix lights. Yeah. I knew it. a bunch of people yeah. have seen it. And like, you know, <clears throat> the article goes on to say that like thousands of yeah. people gave witness testimony to this thing that occurred. I mean, it, it, it is just really uh, crazy that um, that this thing happened over this three-hour period of time and, and 300 miles.
0: Right. So it's called the Phoenix Lights, but it hit pretty much all of Arizona, right? right? And some and, of Nevada and Mexico.
1: And, like, they went ahead and, you know, there's, there's like, some some video footage of mm-hmm. everything. I've seen, seen some of it, it yeah. It seems to kind of disappear, like, behind a mountain range that's out there. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is um, it is great. So what, what's really funny is there's, there's actually two distinct events that happened. Really? Um, on the night of the 97th, or 1997. But the second one was dismissed by the United States Air Force. Of course. Right, well. I mean, what's really funny is is they didn't take a, ch- a chance or
0: opportunity to dismiss the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, well, the second one we know. Yeah. Well, the first one was like, well...
0: Yeah, know, the second one was probably them trying to check yeah. it out. <laughs> well, it, it,
1: it says that, like, the second one was... Um, some aerial flares that were dropped by an A-10 warthog. Oh, um, sure. They were in, okay. doing doing, tra- doing training exercises. How come they always do training exercises in like the middle of the night?
0: Yeah, like, right after a big UFO right, sighting. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm just
1: you know. Why well, wasn't it? They were doing like a weather balloon release or something. You know. Right. So,
0: so what kind of things did
1: they see? So I've got a couple of um, some eyewitness ter- uh, testimony here. So I, I am going to read through a couple of those. And uh, this is some some really some really interesting stuff. So, so this first one here is from a gentleman um, named uh, John uh, Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah, it looks like Kaiser. Yeah, and he's in uh, the Prescott area, Prescott Valley. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty close to to Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm not entirely sure the location of things in Phoenix out there. I, I know, know a little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. So, but um, so this happened at approximately uh, eight seventeen. Mountain Standard Time. Um, don't know what that equates to so an Eastern. I think it's two hours behind us. Two hours, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so anyway, so John Kaiser was uh, standing outside with his wife and sons in Prescott Valley when they noticed a cluster of lights to the west, northwest of their position. The lights formed a triangular pattern, but all of them appeared to be red, except the light at the nose of the object which was distinctly white. The object, or objects, which had been observed for approximately two to three minutes with binoculars, then passed directly overhead the observers. They were seen to bank to the right, and then they disappeared in the night sky to the southwest of Prescott Valley. The altitude could not be determined, however, it is
0: fairly low and made no sound. That's the interesting thing, is the no sound. That's that's the thing, and of course we've got triangular or V-shaped, yeah. which is very very common these days. Um, a lot of the sightings that happen that we've seen over the past thirty years or so have tended to be more triangular yeah. and V-shaped, um, yeah, as opposed to the circular.
1: Well, I even I've, e- I've even heard of like the pill-shaped, yeah, like, like a tic-tac yep. that type thing. But it's it's also been speculated probably that those tic-tac objects are like probes. They're unmanned and they're just, right. you know. So, um, what's really interesting about this, you know, like I said, the no sound. So, even if you can't hear something emitting some type of a pulse from an engine, or you should still hear the sound of wind rushing past an object that large as it moves through the air. <clears throat> I mean, think about it. When you hear an airplane flying way overhead, you don't really hear the engines of the airplane. You hear the wind break that's occurring yeah. as it breaks over the craft. So the fact that it emitted zero sound, but I mean, yeah, how? What kind of technology exists that you're dampening the sound of windbreak
0: as it moves through the air? Yeah, that's I what? don't know. Uh, I, I, you know, I like the story that's here um, uh, from the police officer. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we've got an unidentified former police officer from Palden, Arizona, who claimed. He also saw this after leaving his house. As he was driving north, he allegedly saw a cluster of reddish or orange lights in the sky, comprising four lights together and a fifth light trailing them. Each of the individual lights in the formation appeared to the witness to consist of two separate point sources of orange light. He returned home and, through binoculars, watched the lights until they disappeared south over the horizon and we even had another guy that saw it and right and he said that he he swears it was the size of a Boeing 747 yeah. like I mean that, these are not tiny little lights in the sky these are huge lights
1: well and what's i think what's interesting between the officer's account and the account that i just read is that in the account that i just read the v shape was moving towards them
0: mm-hmm. but
1: in the account for the officer the v shape was really moving away yeah away the so, other opposite so direction. It, it's And when you think about aircraft, they can, they can fly like one direction. You know, the nose of a craft can't just start going backwards. Right. (laughs) So the, the fact that the lights don't really seem to have any necessarily directionally, um, you know, inclined, um, to say that this is necessarily the front of the craft versus the back of the mm -hmm, craft. mm -hmm. So, um, so the, um, the, the MUFON or excuse me, the National UFO Reporting Center received a report, um from the Prescott area. And so the um, this went on to say that, that while doing astrophotography, which is awesome, I, I like to do
0: astrophotography. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do. It, <laughs> well, it is
1: because things in space are moving so quickly. Yeah. I observed five yellow white lights in a V formation moving slowly from the northeast across the sky to the north, like northwest, across the sky to the northeast then turn almost due south and continue until out of sight. The point of the V was in the direction of movement. The first three lights were in fairly tight V, while two of the lights were further back along the lines of the V's legs. During the northwest to northeast transit, one of the trailing lights moved up and joined the three and then dropped back to the trailing position. I estimated the three-light V to cover about 0.5 of degrees of the sky, while the whole group of five lights covered one
0: degree of the sky. Woo! So we've got them moving. Moving on the craft. Which, uh... Oh, like... So it's like...
1: I don't know. It it almost begs the question, is it one craft? Right,
0: that's what I was thinking. Or is
1: it five distinct crafts? crafts flying in formation
0: or are they linked up linked together, together you know like yeah. legos essentially or <laughs> yeah. or or freaking voltron <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah there's there's actually five lions yeah. Lion this yeah
0: but yeah it's like are they linked up are they flying in formation Formula. or is it just so far outside of our realm of right. what we understand is it like the Trinity, so to speak? Is it is it five that is actually just one, but yeah. it is actually five, like
1: right? Or you know, do they all work together to fly the craft,
0: right? Like,
1: um, in in syn- synchronous. So, uh, so yeah, I've got uh, so I've got another eyewitness testimony here. Um, this is this took place in the town of, of Dewey which is 10 miles east of prescott
0: so, so from there oddly enough we're getting very close to snowflake arizona where fire in the sky took place oh wow that movie horrified me yes so. <laughs> yes 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 we covered it uh on uh this many ages ago on the podcast yeah. we covered the fire in this the travis walton experience yeah
1: but yeah, it's not that, that was in the seventies, right? Yeah, That's when it's I in took the seventies, it,
0: it's not it's not far from Phoenix. I think I when I was in Phoenix, I thought about driving out there. I think it's like maybe a two hour drive. Okay, so it's east of Phoenix, which you know we're getting a lot closer now, right? <laughs> well, and, it, and it seems funny that I mean, in, in not just this story,
1: but in a lot of um, of uh, UFO sighting stories that I've seen that happened in in that area out there, like Arizona and New Mexico and things. Seems like they're all drawn to like mountain ranges. Yeah. So it's just you know, is there a base or
0: something? Right. Like yeah. Is there bases? I mean, that's all I mean, it's that same thing with the Taos Hum. It's like, right. is there some sort of base in there? It, what is it? So.
1: But uh, so anyways we got the, the town of Dewey, which is it says here is ten miles east of Prescott, Arizona. Again, the the two previous stories were took place in Prescott. Um, six people saw a large cluster of lights while driving northbound on Highway 69. six
0: more are gathered, (laughs) aliens are there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so aliens. Aliens. All right, so we've got uh, Tim Lay and and his wife, Bobby, his son, Hal, 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 anyways, uh, and his (laughs) grandson, Damien. Now, Damien I'd like to make a, make a point of reference here I, I don't know why you would name a child Damien but. I
0: I always laugh at that now <laughs> I laugh at that now But I mean it was a classic name before the movie yeah. But I think it's a great name I mean it's
1: like we've got uh, a friend of ours Who has a really good friend of his whose first name is Adolf Because yeah. at the time that there yep. was nothing wrong with having a name Adolf
0: And, but, and you know it's I, sadly Lucifer is a really pretty name It's sad that it, it can't be used Yeah Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. so all right, so they first saw the lights when they were above uh, Prescott Valley, about uh, 65 miles away from them. At first, they appeared to them as five separate and distinct lights in an arc shape, like they were on top of a balloon. But they soon realized the lights appeared to be moving towards them. Over the next uh, 10 or so minutes, they appeared to be coming closer, and the distance between the lights increased and they took on the shape of an upside down V. gonna so stop from, So again, it's it's in in all of these accounts, the V is in like a different orientation. Mm-hmm. So again, it kind of like to your point about um, can our brain just not fathom? You know, right. is the craft like liquid or something, right. and the lights are just kind of floating within this kind of liquidy craft? So um, it's just interesting that of all these accounts, the V is in a different orientation. Yeah. So. Eventually, when the lights appeared uh, to be a couple miles away, the witnesses could make out a shape that looked like a 60-degree carpenter square with five lights set in it. So if you think about it, I don't know if you know what a carpenter square
0: looks mm-hmm, like. I do. It's
1: basically like, you know, two sides of a square. Um, uh, that's
0: why it's called a square. Once again, Jesus will be coming with the aliens. <laughs> he was a carpenter. He's, yep. He's going to be flying okay, a carpenter Peter square. <laughs> <laughs> Done. We're done. We just solved it. We, <laughs> we just, just solved, solved life. It. So,
1: but um, but again, also the carpenter square, we think about it as also that kind of V-shape. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So, let's see. Come on. Okay, <clears throat> with one at the front and two on each side. Soon the object with the embedded lights appeared to be coming right down the street where they lived, about 100 to 150 feet above them. Um, traveling so slowly it appeared to hover and it was silent.
0: So there again, another report saying it's silent.
1: Right. <clears throat> the object then seemed to pass over their heads and went through a V opening in the peaks of the mountain range towards Squaw Peak Mountain. Do you know Squaw? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and toward the direction of Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. Well, I mean, so... Jesus. essentially,
0: it means it was moving from east to west. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and I mean, I think Jesus needs to go through customs, too. <laughs> he does. To it, <laughs> he does. It's an international airport. He's it's from like, a different country, yeah. anyways. <laughs> so. If he's a refugee,
0: Trump won't let him <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> so, um, so, again, I mean, it, you know, it kind of, again, the kind of interest of the mountain range there, it just it, this seems to be kind of a common theme mm-hmm. in a lot of these stories. Um so uh the Squaw Peak Mountain International Airport. So witnesses in Glendale, a suburb northwest of Phoenix, saw the object pass overhead at an altitude high enough to become obscured by thin clouds. This was at approximately eight thirty to eight forty-five Mountain Standard Time. So, so again, here we have. So let's let's look at timestamps. So we've got our account by our uh, police officer in uh, Paulden, Arizona. That that occurred at 8.15 Mountain Standard Time. We have our account here at Prescott. Um, That doesn't give me a time stamp, um, but I'm assuming it's... uh, Actually, it does. I'll take that back at 8.17 Mountain Standard Time. I don't know the distance between Paulden and Prescott, but we know that... Yeah, I don't either. We know that from Prescott to Dewey, it's 10 miles. Yeah. And uh, this occurrence that happened in... uh, in Dewey was at 8.30 to 8.45. So, I mean, from a period of about 15 to 25 minutes, it it moved 10 miles. Um, so that's pretty slow when you think yeah. about it. I mean, it's, so is it moving that slow because it's doing surveillance or if it's, you know, just kind of, you almost have to wonder if it was a purposeful sighting. Right. They want it to be seen. You know what, what if that's the case what if aliens want to make themselves known but our government or governments of the world are suppressing right you know, oh, yeah. Stuff. So, oh yeah so oh yeah when the triangular formation entered the Phoenix area Bill Greenier a cement driver hauling a load down a mountain north of Phoenix described the second group of flights
0: I'll never be the same. Before this, if anybody had told me they saw a UFO, I'd have said, yeah, and I believe in the tooth fairy. Now I've got a whole new view, and I may be just a dumb truck driver, but I've seen something that don't belong here.
1: Veneer stated that the lights hovered over the area for more than two hours.
0: Don't matter if you're smart, dumb, it doesn't matter. What you see is what What you you see. see, I mean, it's like... Um, but yeah, I mean that is the thing. It's like yeah, everybody's an idiot until it happens to you.
1: Well, and you know, and I don't want to imply that um, all people who see you bows are dumb. I'm just saying that um, sometimes if your brain, does, it's better to not let your brain come up with your own answers. Right. And sometimes people <laughs> who are who are highly intelligent think, well, oh, that's just this that or the other they dismiss it right? and they don't accept it for the possibility that it could be
0: well that that's my biggest issue with debunkers is they say well here's here's a possibility of why it's not real so therefore it's not real well I'm like well here's a possibility as to why it is real so right. therefore according to your logic shouldn't it then be real
1: right. I mean you, you can't until so you can prove without a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. the, that it isn't real then the possibility still exists that it can be exactly whatever so yeah so um it's really interesting that uh the report the the repeat of the lights happened again in february
0: of 2007 really in april of 2008 i did not know this so i I know thousands of people of course saw right all these lights and there there are so many videos online of it uh if you guys want to go look Uh, Just look up Phoenix Lights and you will find a million people's camera. You know, wasn't as much cell phone cameras because I think the iPhone just came out. But there's a lot of oh, no 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 that's no. 2007 so 97 yeah so no phone footage yeah. I mean this is like this camcorder
1: is like the guy with the quarter up on his shoulder. yeah you know, he carries it around at a brief they're running outside <laughs> yeah
0: gra- I mean they're grabbing yeah. and, and there's quite a few of those plus news like oh there's yeah news footage
1: news so. footage and and uh, yeah so the, so what's interesting is in both cases in 2007 and in 2008 um, so in the 2007 one it was actually recorded by a local Fox news station, but the air force came out really quick and say, Hey, this is actually flares that were dropped. Off. Oh, here we go again with the flares. <laughs> you know, these, these flares do some amazing things. I mean, I don't know why we don't use them for other stuff.
0: I mean, maybe guys, you shouldn't send out flares on the 10 year anniversary. <laughs> of the Phoenix Lights. Right. I mean, is, you know, Are
1: you just trying to play a prank on people yeah. or what? What's going on there? But, um,
0: how about you, let say, let the news know, hey, tonight, folks, we're going to be shooting flares. Right. Um, so be on the lookout for that.
1: Yeah, if you if you think that they're uh, alien sighting, it's not. It's flares. It's flares. It's flares. So what, what's really interesting, though, I think, is that in, in all these cases, at least for the Phoenix Lights, where the Air Force tried to, to, to spin an ulterior st- story, it's flares. Like, they couldn't come up with anything it's so a weather balloon. Yeah, or or <laughs> five or, weather balloons. Or even just airplanes flying in formation. Yeah. That would just seem like the logical thing yeah. to say.
0: Especially because flares sink.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, now, aerial flares are like rockets. I mean, they, they go up and they kind of will sit up there for a
0: little while. Yeah, but they're not moving no, forward and right. then hovering, and then over, hovering their, over things and then and moving, moving back. back. <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs>
1: so, So yeah, the one, the one that occurred in 2008. Um, so this is, again, reported over North Phoenix. Uh, according to witnesses, the lights formed a vertical line, then spread apart, made a diamond shape. The lost the lights. So, up-
0: would you say it shined bright like a diamond?
1: <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the lights also formed a U shape at one time. Tell oh, me, tell me they're what, trying to spell something. <laughs> tell me what
0: flares will will form a diamond. In. I don't know. It's like a one time thing. I yeah. mean, I've seen the fireworks that make the heart shapes. and But it's like, yeah, it explodes and it does that. Yeah, and then it's gone.
1: It, like, it doesn't form a diamond and then explode again and form a U. Yeah, no.
0: So, the. Um, and this is, you know, like, drones were not a thing. No. Like, well, I mean, maybe in 2008. Even then. Like, early stages. Yeah, not like mass like it is today. No, or, I mean, you
1: can't have. Like, today you have these. Big drone aerial shows where they are yeah. all synchronized. Yeah, and, and that, you like, know, like put Rick, Ric Flair's picture up in the <laughs> sky <laughs> or, yeah, or something, <laughs> you know. So. But yeah, so so this one you've got a Tony uh, Toporek video taped the lights. Yeah, we're in 2008 here, so this actually might be some, some smartphone Yeah, footage. for sure. Yeah, I mean, so, iPhone was definitely on. Um, but uh, he was talking to neighbors at 8 p.m. when the lights appeared. He went and grabbed his camera to get a video of the lights. A Valley resident reported that shortly after the lights appeared, three jets were seen heading west in the direction of the lights. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, that doesn't mean that they're flares. That just means they're going after them. We're responding, right? Yeah. uh I mean, there's something in our airspace. We're going to send up jets to find out what Mm -hmm. it is. An official from Luke Air Force Base denied any United States Air Force activity in the area. So they weren't our jets. They were other people's jets. Yeah private jets. Yes. (laughs) People have private F-16s. They were
0: Putin's. He was getting ready for his attack in 2019.
1: So, air Jesus. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So anyway, so they said, you know, we didn't have anything up there. So on April 22nd, this is the day after, a resident of Phoenix told the newspaper that the lights were nothing more than his neighbor releasing helium balloons with flares attached.
0: Oh, come on.
1: Did he also have remote control fans on these helium balloons yeah. and form them into a diamond and then a U I mean, uh, come on, people if you uh, I, I just like that if you believe in the potential explanation it, it, in many cases the potential explanation for what things are is more far-fetched than the possibility mm-hmm. of it being yes you know, I mean come on. so the following day a phoenix resident who declined to be identified in the news uh, stated he had attached flares to helium balloons and released them from his backyard. However, no name or pictures of the reported hoaxer were ever released, nor was anyone cited, picketed, or charged with the supposed releasing of flares from a residential area at that time was during a record. I was loss. about
0: to say Phoenix and New Mexico and places like that are constantly yeah. on, Hey, no making fly, right. no making fires. And someone sending up a ton of flares. And right. yeah, no, I mean,
1: absolutely. That, I not. I feel like Smokey, the bear would have been over there. Yep. Handcuffing, taking him away. There would be a record of it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's just all too little, a little too convenient in my opinion. So, um, yeah, the, uh, we we kind of break down here into some imagery around the lights. And this gets in a little bit of uh, some video footage um, uh, from the news and things like that. So I think think all this is is pretty neat, and I think it's worth sharing Uh, for anybody who might want to try to, you know, that's maybe going along the debunking path. So the imagery of the Phoenix light basically falls into two categories. There's images of the triangular formation, uh, that were seen prior to 2200 which is 10 uh, PM Mountain Standard Time and Prescott and Dewey and images of the uh, uh, post event uh, but almost no known images of the of the second event. So this is, if you remember I started the story yeah. saying there were two events one yeah. that happened, the, the second one they said is, is was flares, flares. Um, but there's no, almost no images of the second event so everything is really from the first event. So um, all the known images were, so that includes stills as well as video, were produced using a variety of commercially available camcorders and cameras. So there's not like somebody is passing out, you know, Kodak cameras and saying here, be ready to go at 8 APS. So it wasn't a, uh, a flash mob of, of alien uh, sightings. So um, There are a few known images of the Prescott Dewey Light's uh, there's a couple of television stations reported that an individual named Richard Curtis recorded a detailed video that purportedly showing the outline of the spacecraft, but that video had been lost. Um, I don't know if that's uh, coincidental or convenient or whatever mm-hmm. the case. Of, you know, you, you decide that for yourself. Um, the uh, the only other known video is of poor quality, and shows a group of lights with no craft visible. Um, during the Phoenix event, numerous still photographs and videotapes were made, distinctly showing a series of lights appearing at a regular interval, remaining illuminated for several moments, and then going out. So, <clears throat> this this feels like more of that kind of flare uh, story, where you've got lights that are bright and then going out. But the fact that they're reoccurring lights, I mean, that, that means you're constantly shooting flares. So, I mean... Right. Again, to your point earlier, drought, I mean, I, I don't know if they were in a drought in 1997, but it was probably still pretty dry. I mean, oh, in, yeah. In the desert, so... Um, I can't imagine where the Air Force would be... Well, maybe maybe I can't imagine where the Air Force would be that inconsiderate of it. <laughs> 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 But, um... So, uh... The uh, these images have been repeatedly aired by documentary television channels such as Discovery Channel and History Channel as part of the UFO documentary program. Um, the most frequently seen sequence shows what appears to be an arc of lights appearing one by one, then going out one by
0: right, one. Right, I've seen that many times.
1: Yeah, I think you can actually—that's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, if you go out and look for Phoenix lights uh, video footage, you can, yep. you can find that. Um, so, UFO advocates claim that these lights. Uh, these images showed the lights were some form of running light or other aircraft illumination along the leading edge of a large craft estimated to be as large as one mile in diameter. That is huge.
0: All right. That's like, so that's we, like do helicarriers, guys, <laughs> we do have hella carriers, guys. We do have hella carriers. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like Independence Day craft. Use, right. right. I mean, that's so.
0: That, that it, came out around then, right? <laughs> it did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: Will Smith, one of the. Um, I don't know if he was one of the sites or not. It was Jeff Goldblum. Oh, <laughs> well, Will Smith was in it. I
0: know, uh, but Jeff Goldblum. They oh. all come for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I mean, just still, but one mile in diameter. That is that is huge. And again, going back to some previous accounts, made no sound. Something that's one mile in diameter it made no
0: sound my dad is not even close to a mile in diameter, (laughs) and you can hear him coming a mile away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, other uh, similar sequences reportedly taking over a half hour period show different numbers of flights that be an arrowhead type shape. Um, The the key thing I want to call out here is that thousands of witnesses thousands of witnesses throughout Arizona also reported a silent, mile-wide V- B- or boomerang-shaped craft with varying numbers of huge orbs. The, the the fact that, I mean, so number one, if it said ten people right. saw that, that's still, that's still a lot. But incredible. But thousands. Thousands. And, and they all reported
0: a similar design,
1: shape, and experience. Hmm
0: and that just that mile wide like that's what's incredible about it I and mean, that is a huge
1: craft i mean it just
0: what i wonder and i know no one was thinking at the time but to, uh, something a mile wide is pretty wide and it's like i wonder if they could see in between the lights like could they see other stars? Oh, yeah, was you it, know, was it kind of like transparent? Was or? it blocking out yeah. stars as it right. as, as it, it moved? went over? Was you it like know, a those... shadow in the night sky. But I mean, it's you know, I would be more interested in the people not in Phoenix where there's city lights, you know. But I, I mean, you don't have to go far. I mean, I remember going outside of Albuquerque just just outside of it, and it, I mean, I never saw so many, I never saw so many stars in my whole life. I mean, when we went to Roswell and White Sands, we stopped on the side of the road on the way home because we stayed until it was evening uh, we're just in some back road in New Mexico and I pulled over there was a moonless night I pulled over and you literally could not see the hand in front of your face yeah it was so <laughs> dark
1: I, I really want to go to Death Valley yeah because um, it's one of those few places that you can see the center of the, of the Milky Way oh, galaxy yes um, and so I'd, really I'd love to go out there and take some pictures and I've got a camera that I hook into my telescope and I that's awesome so yeah that's awesome. Um, I should've got that out the other night when I was seeing those lights flying around. It, <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, again, so the first hay witnesses consistently reported that the lights appeared as canisters of swimming light.
0: Yeah, so this is different than just a light bulb. Right. This is not this is not like wing markers on
1: an aircraft that stay in stationary. Right. This is like this is like lights moving around.
0: Um, internally as yeah, well,
1: right? <clears throat> which, which you know it would be interesting to know if uh, if they could see, you know, if there was more transparency to whatever medium they were looking within, right? So, <clears throat> so the uh, uh, actually it, it it looks like there's a there's a message here or a note here that says, while the underbelly of the craft was undulating, looking like like looking through water, that's crazy. It's like the the uh, bit horizon on the Stargate.
0: Yeah. It's like,
1: and then you got white orbs moving around in it. Yeah. But yet it still has a form, and it's huh. a it's a mile wide. Mile wide. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah. So then you got this uh, UFL advocate. Uh, that's the UFL. So UFO advocate, uh, Jim. Delit, Delitz. Delitz-
0: yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, he, he claimed to perform some spectral analysis on the photographs and video imagery that provided the lights that could not have been produced by a man made source. Now, it, it goes on to say, and I, and I won't read all of this, but it goes on to say that the, the software that he used can't, like, they can't find it. They don't know, right like, they don't know like, who makes it or anything to be able to do the same thing. So, again, for those of you who, we're thinking maybe this is just, you know, everybody. They had a big bonfire, burned some peyote, and <laughs> shared experience. I don't know, but 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 it but it does go on to say that a uh, cognitech, an independent video laboratory, superimposed the video imagery taken of the Phoenix Lights onto video imagery that was shot during the daytime of the same location. In the composite image, the lights are seen to extinguish at the moment they reach the Estrella mountain range. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But um, a, radio, or excuse me, a local TV station did the same thing, and they said that it, it didn't show that it reached the mountain range. They actually went out in front of the mountain range. But then Cognitech came back and said, no, you all did it wrong. <laughs> um you know you didn't match like zoom and yeah and frame scale and all that kind of stuff and so our video is better and so um so you know i've got some stuff here about wind direction and, yeah, I'm not gonna about so um the only thing i'll say here and this is kind of the only other than of course the air force this is the only individual who's tried to release a statement to kind of debunk um the experience so mitch stanley an amateur astronomer uh, observed high altitude lights flying in formation using a dobsonian telescope giving 43 times magnification after observing the lights he told his mother who was present at the time that the lights were aircraft according to stanley the lights were quite clearly individual airplanes A companion who was with him recalled asking Stanley at the time what the lights were, and he said, planes. When Stanley first gave the account, of his observation to the Discovery Channel town hall meeting, with all the witnesses there, he was shouted down in his assertion that what he saw was what other witnesses saw. Some have claimed that Stanley was seeing the Maryland National Guard jets flying in formation during a routine training mission at the Barry M. Goldwater Bombing Range, south of
0: Phoenix, at night.
1: At night, it is possible that the Phoenix lights, B, is actually a group of planes based on the explanation of a similar sighting in South Carolina. I just don't know. I just don't know. Well, and again, I go back to. The excuse that there, or the or the, the you know the reason that was given by the air force. Here's here's a, you know let's say that there's these five planes out there flying around in formation. If that really is the case, why not use that as the yes. explanation? Yeah. Why not again? use that as the explanation? Right. Why go off on some weird it was flares story? You know. Uh, even if you found out after the fact that there was these five planes out there flying around. Reverse your stories. Actually, it wasn't flares. It was these five planes that were flying up, up mm-hmm. You know, so again, I think it's you know it's one individual against thousands. Uh, one individual looking through a telescope, by the way, uh, against thousands of individuals uh, who reportedly saw the same thing. So, um, let's see. Uh, again, the 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 second event. They they talk a little bit about it here, but it was the set of nine lights appearing to hover over the city of phoenix at around 10 p.m the second event was more thoroughly covered by the media due in part to the numerous video images taken of the lights this was also covered by numerous people who may have thought they were seeing the same lights as the the earlier reports but the uf us air force explained the second event as slow falling long burning illumination flares dropped by a flight for a 10 War Dog aircraft on a training exercise at the uh, Luke Air Force
0: Base. And so they only do this uh, training exercise once every 50 years? Like, you know, or, yeah. or 10, apparently.
1: <laughs> well, and I mean, um, I, I guess you can't really... If you're, what are you testing? Flares? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't test those during the daytime, I guess. So I, I, I kind of... And I, and I pulled this out as some anecdotal... I, I kind of think this is, is funny. Um, it, it, it's a little... Light on the on the whole thing, but shortly after the lights, Arizona Governor Fife Symington, So first of all, Fife. Fife. just Barney yeah. Fife, <laughs> Um held a press conference stating that they found who was responsible. Oh, I've seen this footage. He proceeded to make light of the situation by bringing his aide on sted, stage, dressed as a, in an alien
0: costume, and it really ticked people off. Oh, yeah. Like it, and like. He did not. I'm pretty sure he did not win uh, after that because people were so mad because thousands of people saw this. Yeah, I mean it's you know <clears throat> he talk- basically called his constituents idiots. Idiots. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know
1: he was just trying. You know, in hindsight, he was just trying to be funny, and he, he he thought it was he thought he was making a joke. But but yeah, I mean, the last thing you want to do is tell thousands of people who might vote for you <laughs> exactly. that they're idiots. So
0: yeah, exactly.
1: So, yeah, so that's uh, that's about the uh, the gist of the lights. Um,
0: knowing this new information,
1: any, any thoughts?
0: Dude, my thoughts are still the same. I, I still think it was something. That many people seeing it, and just like you said, if it was that easy, they would have just said that that's what it is. Right. And flares, unless they've got some technological flares that came out in 1997, I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. Now, am I to say it's aliens? Not necessarily. I mean, is it some sort of secret government thing? Some sort of government thing, you know, like that they're not telling us about. Right. Sure. But, I mean, why would you fly something a mile wide over Phoenix? Like, if you're going to do it, like, can we go to the Amazon where nobody's at?
1: I mean, unless you're trying to, you know, test... Some kind of new stealth technology, sure. And you want to know if people can see it, but if you do that, you don't hang out for three hours. Yeah, you know, when the first person reports it, you you fly away and you you try again another night. I mean, it's just um, it's just it's very uh, very interesting. In you know, still unsolved.
0: Yeah, still unsolved. That and that and that's the big thing, and especially having sightings years later. Uh, I'm curious to see you know like. If anything else pops up, especially since we only got a couple months left, uh, yeah. So until, until they all get here, right? before the epic battle between Jesus and Putin takes yeah. place. Um, holy moly, man! Like, there's, and like I said, we've only scratched the surface on the the um, observations and sightings from oh, yeah. people there I mean, in their I, videos. I think I
1: read what three, yeah, three witness testimonies. There were thousands of people, so. I mean, if, if you really want to know, uh, like Stefan said, if you really want to know more about this, there is just so much detail uh, online, um, stuff you can find on YouTube where people have found and uploaded videos. On sure. YouTube. Even
0: fiction. I mean, there's a ton of movies that are based off of it. Uh, they came from outer space. Uh, Night Skies. Those are movies. Uh, another movie called The Appearance of a Man. Uh, as well as, uh, like, some docs. There's the Phoenix Lights, We Are Not Alone documentary. The Phoenix Lights, a skeptic's discovery that we are not alone uh, by astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell. Um, it, you know, and different things like that. And there was one that came out a few years ago. I think it was called Phoenix Forgotten. And then there's another one called Phoenix 97. Phoenix Phoenix something or other, 97. Like, I mean, there's, there's some... It, it, they're not all great, yeah. You know, which a lot of times sci-fi some, some can be. Some low budget. <laughs> some low budget,
1: but but you know, the, the, I think the most important thing is is don't just don't just read one account, right? Look look at a bunch of different, bunch of different opportunities there, and make your own decision. Yeah.
0: And on that, we're going to start to wrap up. Um, we aren't going to do a listener story today since we just did two full episodes, full of listener stories, essentially. Uh, but we will be back with a listener story. Actually, Steven Stanek's mother sent us a story, which we'll be covering next week. Um, very interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, make sure to send in your stories. Have you seen a UFO? Have you seen lights in the sky? We want to know these things. We do not think you are crazy. And if you're worried about your name, give us an uh, tell us to use an alias yeah. tell us to put anonymous send those to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com send us your stories we want them don't make us get them out of you um and if you don't like writing grab your phone use the voice recorder record yeah. it record your own story and then you know let us know about it And we can set up a google drive or or anything or heck if you want to come to the studio one of these times and record it yourself we'll make it happen yeah. We just, we want those stories. We are very interested in your experience. So please send all those listener stories to fearscape podcast at gmail.com or just email me and let me know and we'll see what we can do uh, from there. But yeah, thank you guys. And thank you, Josh, for bringing this to the table. I, I love the Phoenix lights. It's been on our list for a while and I'm glad we're finally, uh, touching that. And, uh, Man, I mean, so much. We've been really digging into some UFO stuff, and it's amazing how similar everything is. Oh, it really is. So, but we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much, like I said, for tuning in to 100.9 FM WCHQ and the DNN. Uh, Make sure to check out both of those things. uh, uh, If you're here in Louisville, listen to the station uh, or get the app, download the app, stream it live there or just www.wchqfm.com or go to destinationcomics.com slash DNN and find Fearscape there for the podcast versions. And on that, we're going to get out of here. So uh, thank you guys so much. I have been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side.
1: This is Josh. The truth is out
0: there. And remember, folks, hold those blankets extra tight. Good night, everybody. Good.